In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Oh, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. And I want to talk to you about their Bourbon Barrel Aged Collection. This is a collection of roasted coffee beans that are literally put in 15-year-old Kentucky bourbon barrels and rolled in the barrels. No sugar is added, no artificial flavor is added like a lot of your flavored coffees. This comes out straight from the barrels. I'm not a flavored coffee guy, but I love the taste of this bourbon barrel coffee and the different flavors that manifest whenever I drink it. And so you might want to check it out, guys. I love this company. They've got phenomenal coffee, and I'd encourage you to go check it out. If you go over there to junipermountaintradingpost.com, and when you're going through checkout, if you enter the word arena, they will give you 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show. Hey guys, as you know, we are always collecting hero stories. We're looking for 365 hero stories every year. A hero story is a story of transformation that you've either seen in your life or for you wives, the man that you love. This is an opportunity for us to celebrate with you. And so when you write in with your hero story, if we use it, we want to send you some swag just to say thank you. So Roberto on TikTok in response to a video I made that said, Dad, when you get home from work, don't sit on the couch. What you do during that time will be written on your tombstone. He said this, not me. As soon as I get home, I'm working in the garage. <laughs> he said, but starting today, I'll spend time with my kids. So thank you, Roberto, for getting out of the garage and getting into the lives of your children. Hit us up at info at menarena.org. We want to send you some swag to say thanks. So the question is, how do I respond to somebody who would identify as a, a, a transsexual? I, I would say it goes back to the first question to me is this. It always is this. It's always this. It's about Jesus, period, not Jesus plus. My, the man who led me to the Lord uh, says this all the time. So it's about Jesus, period. So I would say to anybody out there, 
the person that you're struggling to love, are they a Christian? If Are they a person who loves the Lord with all of their heart? If they are practicing homosexuality, if they are, if they are uh, moving into this transgender situation, I would venture to say that no, they are not. That's just my personal opinion. No, they are not. I mean, yes, we struggle sexually, uh, heterosexuals struggle with, you know, having sex with the opposite sex. A, uh, uh, some people struggle with same-sex attraction. So they, so, but th- that's not the issue with God. The issue is what are you actually doing? You know, I am not, I've never cheated on my wife. In 31 years of marriage, I've never cheated on my wife ever. You know, so I've struggled with my heterosexual desires, right? So I would say it's the same with any of these sexual temptations. If this person does not love Jesus, then you cannot hold them to your standards. That's what I want to say to you first. Uh, We interact, my wife and I, with her job, we interact. And what we have decided and determined is we are going to love people where they are. We're going to love them. We're going to just smile and hug them. And we're going to love on them, right? Because they aren't Christians. So we want to love them to a place where they go, man, I want to love the Lord. And let them struggle with their own sin and their temptation, just like all of us who are Christians struggle. So we're going to love them if they're not believers. It's the same way uh, if you're a Christian and you're living with your girlfriend before marriage, I'm, I'm going to hammer you. Like, you, that's wrong. You should not live with a girl you should not have sex outside of marriage. I'm going to hammer you if you say you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, I'm going to lovingly evangelize you. That's what I'm. That's our take. That's that's our take on things. So, I am a missionary to people who do not know Jesus. I'm going to love them and 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 whatever that means. If 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 whatever that means, I'm just going to love them because that's the call of God for us. If it's a Christian, I'm going to redirect them to repent, right? And if they don't repent, the Bible talks about us and it says to treat them as if they're an unbeliever, right? So so there's a little bit of a rub there. And I think this is for anything. It, it could be uh, drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be chewing tobacco. It could be cussing. It could be um, bad-mouthing your pastor. It could be a lot of things. But I tend to uh, go out of my way to love those who don't love Jesus and to challenge those who do and who have deviated from the truth. And that's that's the stance that we have taken. And I think that's a healthy stance because I don't want to condemn somebody who's already not a Christian and they're already condemned. They're already condemned based on their own faith. I don't want to condemn that, but I want to be a vessel, an ambassador, a conduit for Jesus in their lives when they do come to Christ or when they do have a moment. I have a one of my main I have one of my main national leaders was in a Christian cult. And this is many, many years ago. And when he, when he began a spiritual journey, he thought, who are the real Christians in my life? And he said, well, my football coach used to bring a Bible to the weight room every time and was reading his Bible while we were lifting weights. And that guy came to faith in Christ, the real Jesus, based in part because some 26-year-old football coach, that me, was living out his real faith in front of him and not condemning his the cult he was involved with. So you just never know when God's going to awaken a person, but you don't want to be the person to wreck that for them. You want to be the person that helps awaken that in them. So the question is, hey, Jim, I see a lot of journals behind you when you do your podcast. How do you journal? What is your process? So first of all, man law, men never write in a diary. (laughs) We use journals. So I have a whole bunch of journals. They're uniform in color. I I just kind of went with the burgundy. The reason why is my first one was burgundy. That's my science behind it. 
So what I've done here is I don't write my thoughts. I don't write my prayers. I don't write well how my day has gone. I think that is a really good idea if you want to do that. I have tried to create a series of documents that I could pass on to my children when I die. So I'm kind of morbid. I'm all about significance and legacy. So when I write a journal, I always am writing to one of my three, oh, to all of my three sons, because someday I hope they will go through every journal. And they've already talked about it. Dad, who gets your journal? So for me personally, I do this for my children. My field guide, the bathroom book for men, is basically journal entries that are in here that I transferred and created a book. So I could probably do 20 more books if I wanted to. So here's my process. What I do is I try to stay true to the word. So I go through books of the Bible. So when I open this random one, it's it's labeled number 12. So it's the 12th journal I've written. It basically is a study through Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. So it's verse by verse, one verse at a time, or maybe two. And I just go through, I read that verse. I use a method that the ancients would have called Lectio Divina. So I will study a passage of scripture and I'll just camp on it and I'll, I'll meditate on it. Uh, a method I use is I use the R-E-A-D method. I developed this method. I R, I'll read through the passage several times. Maybe it's the paragraph that encloses that verse. I'll E, I'll examine every punctuation mark because in the Hebrew and Greek, they really didn't have periods or anything like that. I'll examine every punctuation mark. I'll examine every capital letter. I'll examine how the words are formatted. So if it's Lord and it's all caps, that means something different than small L-O-R-D or capital L-O-R-D with lowercase O-R-D. So these all mean something different. So I'll examine everything about that passage and I'll ask questions about the passage. Why was it Why was it written? Who was it written to? What was, it, what was going on at the time? Uh, this type of thing. What was going on in the person? So if you read the epistles, Paul wrote those you can go back to the book of Acts and you can see exactly where Paul was when he wrote these epistles and what was going on. So you can review a lot of the stuff going on in the history of how that was created. And then D, I discover a gold nugget of truth. So I R-E-A-D. And whatever that gold nugget of truth is, I just write it right here. I write it down. And I write it in a way that I'm targeting my sons. This is what I'm doing. When the boys were in the house, I would read it, I would write it, and read it at breakfast. That was our tradition. And so now I'm doing it because I want to pass this on to my son. So I have gone through, I talked to you about this number 12 journal is has Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And I've gone through this study probably three different times through that entire book. So I have probably three different studies of each of these books and these journals behind me. So that's how I do it. I read a verse. I journal. I think a lot of guys get caught in this weird mentality that, oh, I've got to read so much. I've got to read so fast. Hey, you've got a whole lifetime to document what God is showing you in the Word of God. I've got 39, 40 of journals up here that prove it. Take your time. Go slow. Don't let the Bible overwhelm you. And think legacy. So that's how I do my journal stuff. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. At the Men in the Arena podcast, We try to answer any questions that you have, so please keep sending them in. And if this podcast has helped you on your journey to becoming the best version of you, please like, subscribe, and share this link with one of your bros. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.